All right, here we go in three, two, one. Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to a brand new review on the Sam Bissell podcast. And right now I'm going to be reviewing the highly anticipated release of Wonder Woman 1984, which was released on Christmas Day on both HBO Max and in theaters wherever they are open right now due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And Wonder Woman 1984 stars Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Pedro Pascal, and Kristen Wiig, and was written and directed by Patty Jenkins. Diana, lucky you. It's like now one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Now, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming off the heels of the hugely, highly, critically claimed and box office smash hit of 2017's Wonder Woman, and there was a lot of anticipation riding into this movie, especially, again, I've always said it on the San Bissell podcast, that even in a COVID-less world, Wonder Woman 1984 was one of, if not the most highly anticipated movie of 2020. So there was a lot of wave of anticipation going into this. You had Patty Jenkins coming back, who was credited as she should be, of really carrying that first Wonder Woman movie to the heights that it did. Gal Gadot became a true superstar after that film. And there was a lot of questions going into this film. How does Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine, come back into this film? What is it going to be like carrying this movie decades after the setting of World War One into the first Wonder Woman film and having somebody like Cheetah played by Kristen Wiig in this movie who is really kind of the main antithesis of Wonder Woman in the comic book films. Cheetah is really the, the Joker to Wonder Woman's Batman and bringing in somebody like a Maxwell Lord who isn't as well known in the comic book world in DC to a lot of mainstream audience members. So how are you really going to tie all of this in to this two and a half hour film and I will say that in the end I took a lot of time to think about this film really kind of have it marinate over me what I thought about it because it's gotten a lot of mixed reactions after it was released there was a lot of positivity riding into it and there's been a lot of debates over the last few days about whether this is a good film whether this is a bad film and a lot of people are falling on one side of the spectrum or another for me personally coming out of watching this film at home I'm in the middle I'm mixed on it this truly was a disappointment of the movie there's really no way that I can get around that I think that's the best way that I can put it especially coming off the heights of the first wonder woman film this that wonder woman film did so many incredible things from its storytelling character development settings weaving in real world conflicts of world war one into this fantasy superhero plot line that you can really tell and grounding it i thought patty jenkins just did an incredible job of doing that and in this film there's just so many things that are going on that are stuffed into two and a half hours that a you could have cut out of this film in general i don't think this film needed to be two and a half hours you could have cut down at least 20 to 30 minutes of this film and not have it be as long and the big thing in this movie that is its greatest weakness is the school is the story the screenplay is not up to par of that first film 
and this is a non-spoiler review, so I'm not going to get into the overall story and the overall plot, but it just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There are rules that are set up in this movie that just don't correlate throughout the entire film, and I think it's a big detriment of what Patty Jenkins wanted to do, and I think the themes and the lessons that she wanted to portray in this movie are there. They're there for the taking. They are there to be translated and to be utilized, but the actual plot of how to get there and the utilization of these of these plot points don't work and it's it's too fantastical to make sense of it all and kind of jam pack it into the standalone adventure which is what i think patty jenkins and jeff johns wanted to do when coming up with the screenplay and it just doesn't work overall in that landscape and also going to the characters this links into the plot into the screenplay as much as I thought Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal were great, their performances were really good, and overall the performances of Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, they were incredible. They can they translated those two over from the first film into this film beautifully, and I just thought they elevated themselves so well, and Gal Gadot, for a lot of people that might have criticism towards her acting, I thought she improved in this film, and, and she continued to improve her acting abilities in her strongest character to date in Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, and going to the newcomers of Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, especially Kristen Wiig's character, a lot of people were questioning because Kristen Wiig is a great comedian, and the one thing with comedians, unfortunately, is that whenever they want to get into serious dramatic acting and they want to do it on the on this big scale, people start to wonder, well, are they going to fit that role? And I thought as a performer, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah did an outstanding job. I think she embodied Barbara Minerva, somebody who is is a little geeky, is a little out of her comfort zone, and wants to become this this very confident, sexy person that can fit in her own shoes. And she starts to kind of lose herself within that a little bit. And I thought Kristen Wiig played that so well. Unfortunately, this goes to the screenplay again, to the story. There's just not a whole lot of Barbara Minerva and Cheetah that fleshes out that character. I think, and this is something that I feared going into this movie, is that Patty Jenkins succumbed to a lot of things in sequel comic book movies and one of the big things that have that has happened over the decades since the comic book genre really surged once again with X-Men and Spider-Man is that she fell into the trap of one too many villains in a story and and cheetah kind of falls into the secondary role when she as a character needs to be the the main villain the main antithesis for wonder woman as i said it's like the joker to the batman it that should be the main villain no matter what and i think they put a lot of time in exploring max lord that max lord really should have been the main villain of this film and you leave cheetah for what is now being a greenlit sequel to for Wonder Woman 3. And I think you could have utilized maybe her in Wonder Woman 3, or you could have made Cheetah the main villain in this film. She it just didn't work out of her just kind of being the secondary character. And I think again, Patty Jenkins, Jeff Johns fell into that 
trap of we can balance this out. And unfortunately, that's not the case. And I think Maxwell Lord's character is somebody who has different vulnerabilities to him that on its on its surface is looks compelling, but sometimes it just really isn't there. And kind of what they are utilizing him for throughout the movie, it just doesn't really work on a whole. And I think could have been fleshed out a whole lot more and a lot better than what we saw. But again, Pedro Pascal did, I think, a really good job of of acting and performing with what he was given. He toes the line of being this cheesy, outlandish con man and kind of, again, showcases a vulnerability to him through that performance. And that's why I think he did a very good job with it. And now, again, it seems like I am just trashing on this movie, but there were things that I really did enjoy about it. Specifically, the first 15 minutes of this movie truly are spectacular, and it, and it really hooks you in right away. The, the opening sequence on Themyscira is awesome, incredible, and truly I wish, and I was thinking in my head when watching it, I wish I could have seen this on an IMAX screen because it was filmed with the IMAX cameras and watching it on a television screen, while that was cool and enjoyable in the comfort of my own home, again, I just really would have loved to see it on an IMAX screen if it was safe to do so. And going back to the chemistry between Gal Gadot and Chris Pine, that still works. And I think that storyline and Diana's journey with this message of not uh, of being a selfless hero of not getting what you want and sacrificing things that you need to become a hero i think that journey was well done and i think i wish we focused more on that and that was the thing that made the first wonder woman movie so special is we really honed in on this storyline of diana coming into the world of man and seeing the darkness and the 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 depravity of man but wonder woman diana seeing through that and seeing the love and warmth that humanity can provide i just think they didn't really focus on that a whole lot with this movie and make it the personal journey that when we did see diana and steve together i could see that journey still happening and i wish we got more of that and so i just think there was potential with this film but it just didn't hit on the cylinders that i wanted it to and again because of the the greatness of that first movie i definitely this this was a huge step down for patty jenkins and i'm not saying that patty jenkins deserves to be taken off a road squadron film or deserves not to be doing wonder woman 3 Every director has a bad film once in a while. And Patty Jenkins, throughout her career, whether it's in film and television, has earned the right to have a bad movie once in a while. And unfortunately, this was one of them that she will learn from, hopefully, with Rogue Squadron and on the third Wonder Woman film down the line. So I think the writing from Patty Jenkins was a big weakness in the film. But I think her direction did continue to to flourish in this. And I thought the action sequences were good and enjoyable. And you can still have a fun time with this. 
I just think overall the story itself, which is a big component of a movie, is what really is the the downfall of the what could be a really good movie overall. So I still had fun with it, but again, because of the greatness of that first movie, it still was a disappointment for me. I rated a five out of 10. And again, you can love this film, you can hate it, but always have a civil conversation about it. And I think that's been the big thing about Twitter over the last few days when talking about Wonder Woman 84 is that some people love this film, some people don't love it, some people are in the middle like I am. You just have to have authentic, actual, real, calm conversations about these things if you're going to have them and not blast somebody who's negative about it or blast somebody who's positive about it. But that's my little spiel about it. But overall, that's my take, my review on Wonder Woman 1984, 5 out of 10. What did you guys think about it? Were you, did you like it? Did you not like it? Were you in the middle like me where some things were good, some things were really bad about it that took it down a few notches? Let me know what you think and leave your thoughts below. But with that out of the way and with that review done, that will do it for this review on the Sam Bissell Podcast. Once again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out my channel for more content. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, SoundCloud, and much more. Also, make sure to tune in on to the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, and be sure to check out the other amazing shows that are on there, such as You Mad Bro, the number one source to see what the internet is pissed off about on a weekly basis. Also, check out goal-driven professionals geared toward improving client relations, return on investment, and customer acquisition costs for independent businesses and services. Also, check out The Daily Grind, a weekly motivational podcast with Kelly Johnson, giving you everyday tips and key takeaways on reaching your goals. Also, along the way, check out these other amazing shows on the podcast solutions, such as Wrestle Attic Radio, Fretzelmania Podcast, and Midnight Showing. You can check these out and so much more on the website, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, also on Facebook and Twitter at Real Ambiguous. And if you want to check out Canopy Treehouse, use the coupon code AMBIGUOUS. Also, when you get a chance, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Bissell Samuel, that's B-U-L-L-S-A-M-U-E-L, and on Facebook at Sam Bissell. Guys, thank you again so much for tuning in, and until next time, keep on screening. You know, I'm not so keen on this one. I figure uh, you are, but you know what? I'm ready to go. I think we can do better. Parachute pants? Yeah. Um... Does, it, does everybody parachute now?